We are joined right now by Joey Helmer of OUinsider.com, big brother. Again, that's OUinsider.com, at JoeyHelmer247. And real quick, before we get into the big news of the day, you know, I played that partially because, you know, here's one of the guys that had one of the most incredible turnarounds ever in the history of ever. And when he's talking about the foundation and the guys he's looking for, listen, Brent Venables didn't need to do at Oklahoma what, what uh, coach Snyder did at Kansas state. But when you hear those values and what they're looking for in a guy, Joey, it sounds very similar to that approach that Brent Venables talks about and what they're looking for in recruiting. It does. And you know, this is the the type of, you hear that word family thrown around and Josh and I grew up in Kansas and um, had a, a, a decent amount of exposure to the Kansas state program uh, kind of during some of that time in the 90s and um, it was all about family and that is the the way that Brent Venables is running his program. I think Dabo Swinney uh, certainly that's the way he runs his program at Clemson and um, Bob Stoops also uh, as well had that um, close tight-knit family feel so uh, he's been around all of that um, throughout his time as an assistant and uh, certainly, that that is how he's modeling his program. Yeah, pretty cool to see. Um, senior Bowl invites are out. I don't think there's any surprise about Eric Gray, maybe a slight surprise to some about Wanya Morris and Jalen Redmond. And, you know, Jalen, what a grinder he was in his career, Joey, to come in with such promise and such hype and immediately battle some of the, the health issues and injury issues that he did. I know it'll be – kind of a complicated legacy, but I love to see the fact that Jalen got a chance to go to the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I think definitely, and you, you hit the nail on the head with the, the fact that he's just battled. I mean, he's been through a lot of things, and uh, he has the, the one season where he comes, uh, he misses the most of the beginning of the season, and then uh, comes back, plays a couple games, and then has to be sidelined the rest of the way again, and um, it was just kind of like that at times for him. And so, yeah, really good to see him uh, among that uh, crop of guys that's uh, going to go to the Senior Bowl. And uh, certainly that that's an opportunity for him to make a statement and um, put in front of a, a ton of uh, scouts and everything and able to uh, kind of elevate himself. So, uh, yeah, definitely good for him and obviously uh, some of the other guys that are going there as well. Man, there is there is so much, Joey, that we need to get into here, and we haven't really had a chance to kind of debrief with you, but uh, I, I know from being around campus a little bit on Tuesday and I'm heading back today, you, you wipe it and you move on, right? You, you've got to, but, man, there is – there is still some frustration over the way that not only not only the season played out at six and six, right, but Saturday night, which just really seemed to embody the whole Oklahoma season. That game in Lubbock will forever go down to me as the greatest explanation of what went wrong with the Sooner season. Moments of incredible brilliance, and then just moments where you were at a loss for what was going on. What's the saying? Uh, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me. <laughs> what is it? Fool me twice. Shame, shame on me, or however that saying goes, uh, was <laughs> pretty much that game the other night for me. Uh, because, or however many times that that's happened this year. <laughs> but it, you know, they jump out to the fourteen nothing lead, and 
I'm thinking they're stepping on their neck in the first quarter. I mean, this game is right. about to be over, and um, you, you have the fake soul goal, which, by the way, I I know a number of people have criticized that. I thought it was a fantastic call at that point <laughs> I in the too. game. I, I mean, Texas Tech was just taking this tremendous sigh of relief that they finally got to stop, and you hit them with that. If you – if Willis comes up with that and you score a touchdown, they might walk off the field at that point. So um, then from that point, you know, you still had a chance to go up 21 nothing, weren't able to do it. And, uh, then the total collapse at the, the end of the first half, I think, just set the tone really for the rest of the game. And uh, like you said, I mean, it was kind of a microcosm of uh, the entire season, just a team that, couldn't find a way to win a game it should win. That's the fourth time this year they've lost a game by single digits. And you you kind of, if you want to sit here and be optimistic about things, I know there's going to be, um, you know, some more guys leaving and the roster turnover and everything. But this is a team that if you had given them a different fortune, could have been a 10-2 football team. And uh, I think that's, the optimistic way to look at it but yeah it definitely was that game the other night was like watching the whole season in a nutshell um gosh it's so close so close and that's going to be the unfortunate theme i think for 2022 but there's also this mindset that you shouldn't be that close in those games now i would counter that maybe most of you forgot last year where about every single game oklahoma played was a was a one-score game, but I do agree with it. When when you go on the road for a bad West Virginia team, it, it shouldn't even be that tight, especially with the opportunities they had. Same with Texas Tech. No offense to Texas Tech fans, but when you're without Tyree Wilson, that's a major, major piece of that defense, and they pretty much did whatever they wanted offensively, but it's just, I mean, Joey, I can't even imagine what the message boards look like. They've got to be something similar to our text line and, and phone lines and the response here. It's just... It's wild to think that for through the first three games, the expectations were what they were. And then over the last nine, it just became what it was. It's still crazy to me. It's just really hard to digest when you think back. And I know all of us just fell into this trap after the first three games of the season was like, okay, you know, this team is going to compete for a Big 12 championship. They're going to be in the mix for the college football playoff you know it's going to be a normal november around here to where everything is in front of them and um we we were fooled uh, by those first three games quite frankly uh, because this was a team that um was not uh, equipped to compete for a big 12 championship and go to the college football playoff clearly um and saying that I just continue to believe that this team was not all that different from the 2021 squad. Uh, you look, and they had a lot of good fortune a year ago to get themselves um, even to the Alamo Bowl. And so um, they started 9-0, and and everyone thought, man, you know, this, this team is so good. Well, you look back at the scope of how that went down, and it was basically – the entire opposite of how this season went down. And so uh, there's just, like I said, there's a a lot to digest with with this team and how everything has happened. Certainly 
um, what's what's ahead here. So with that in mind, Plank and I have been playing this game a little bit, but not that you have to list three off or whatever, but what are some immediate Oklahoma fixes? Not that they're necessarily going to be fixed for next season, but what needs most – pressingly needs to be fixed for Oklahoma to get back to contention in the Big 12, get back to national championship contention? This is where it gets a little bit complicated because it's, you know, when you're talking about, like I'll give you the example, Porter Moser has had to use the portal with his team um, twice so far. And that's really a tough, um, way to go about building your roster, right? It, like, you want to have sustainability, um, but it's only a few players are in basketball. For a football team um, to have the kind of turnover that Oklahoma's going to have, you know, obviously you have your recruiting class coming in uh, that is going to be suited towards the type of program uh, stylistically, culturally, that Brent Venables wants to run. But you're bringing in a ton of players from the transfer portal as well. So in some ways you're taking a chance on that, that they'll fit, uh, that they'll be the impact players, all of that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, number one is just making sure that you get all the right fit. And I think kind of coexisting with that, Oklahoma has to to get this defense um, going in the direction that Brent Venables uh, wants it to go. And I think, that that's why you're seeing you know some of these players uh, into the transfer portal that have um, is because they see themselves as maybe not a long term fit and um, so you go to the transfer portal you, you look you, you get the guys that fit you um, that's a, not an overnight thing I, I think that kind of goes along with what we talked about with the season this was not going to be an overnight fix uh, for Oklahoma. Um, in terms of Brent Venables getting what he wanted in place. So that, and then uh, I look on the offensive side of the ball. Man, I, I mean, I, I think it needs to be said that Dylan Gabriel actually was really pretty darn good this season. That You look statistically, he had some crippling interceptions. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, the interception in the second quarter the other night uh, w- was devastating, but the problems do not start offensively with Dylan Gabriel. I think uh, they have to be better in terms of time management. Uh, that's something the staff will figure out. Um, but those are some of the issues. But quarterback is not number one, in my opinion, in terms of you look at this, this whole squad and what's went wrong this season. Mm, Green. Exciting times with the hardwood, though. Both men's and women's team look really, really good. Uh, Jenny Baranchek's crew, after a little bit of a break, as they got through uh, the end of the first semester, rolled last night. And pretty fun one this weekend for Porter Moser's team in Philly. I love what these hoops teams are doing early in the season. Yeah. I mean, both of them are playing well. Uh, Oklahoma, the women's side, I mean, they had the one kind of hiccup game at Utah, I think was just not indicative of this team at all. They've responded really well from that. And, uh, like I said, a huge game against Ole Miss on Sunday. And then uh, Porter's got this team playing really well. I, I think he's figuring out his uh, kind of his matchups, his his lineups he wants to use. And those were a couple of really good wins uh, over Seton Hall and 
uh, Ole Miss in that tournament to get that championship. And then Villanova is a team that's kind of reeled a little bit so far. They lost to Iowa State, have lost uh, several other games. So uh, this would be a nice one for Oklahoma to put in their back pocket when you're looking a few months from now. If they could uh, get this game and put it on their resume and um, then move forward because uh, it doesn't get any easier from here. Hmm. All right, Joey, anything else you got for Joey before I let him go, Josh? I'm sorry, I'm being very greedy with Big Brother's time today. Did we get your thoughts just on the, the college football playoff expanding? What, what do you think? What does it mean for OU? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, you know, I have mixed feelings about it. I'm, I'm one that, <laughs> and I know there's going to be people out there that are, you know, probably going to comment about this, but I never really liked the fact that they uh, went to four teams to begin with. Uh, I thought that, you know, the the system was not all that flawed. And you typically had the two best teams playing. So uh, then you went to four. Now you're at 12. I think it certainly is going to be a moneymaker. Um, you're going to have games on campuses. That's going to be exciting when Oklahoma hosts um, in the playoff for the first time. And so – um, yeah, I'm, I'm back and forth on it. I like it, though. I think it's good for the sport. As far as Oklahoma, it makes me wonder what, because it's going to be the 2024 season, right? So, uh, to me, it makes me think, uh, is Oklahoma not going to be in the Big 12 until that green rights is fully gone? You, you know, you have the, the other schools moving to the Big 10. Is that kind of coordinated with this thing? It makes me wonder. We'll see. Yeah, but I, but I think it's ultimately it's really good for the sport. It really, really is. Love it. You're the man, Joey. Talk to you again next Thursday. Thanks for your time as always. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right, let's hit the uh, Air Comfort Solutions tax line when we come back. So many good thoughts on the new four-team, well, the expanded playoffs beyond four-team. Twelve-team playoff is coming in 2024. What does it mean for OU? We'll dive into it next right here on The Ref. Do you know what? Someone, uh, should we have a Cruton Corner on the Plank Show at some point? You know, just to where whenever a question like this comes in from the 580 that says, breaking news, a certain recruit has backed off his commitment to Nebraska. With Evans flipping, could OU get back into the mix? So on Cruton Corner today, if my response was no, would that carry any weight with any of you? Anyone? Yeah, well, I think that would, yes, uh, ruffle some feathers. I don't know that uh, people, I would say, people would want Oklahoma to land Malachi Coleman, right? Is who we're talking about? Correct. I would say. What if there's other names? I would say there might be some other names that they're more hip on than Malachi Coleman right now. And that's how this game goes, right? I heard a bunch of people talking about a couple of other wide receiver possibilities. We'll see. But I don't think that by any stretch of the imagination you should count out Mike Tease. And I kind of think that the the ball is in his court. Does that make sense? Another, and I think it, maybe it has been for a minute. So we'll see. Cruton corner with Plank. What do I know? What can I tell you? Do you trust me? Do you not? Am I telling you the truth or am I throwing you off the scent? 
These are all decisions you have to make. If you subscribe to my newsletter, I'm kidding, a couple of other non-recruiting uh, non-recruiting notes. Gosh, people, why am why do you keep going non-playoff conversations with some fun angles to get into when we have the four-team playoff committee or four-team playoffs expanding to twelve? Why why do you keep doing and, and sending in things like this? Winners say we won a lot of close games. Losers say we nearly won a lot of close games. You are what your record says you are. Bill Parcells. Six and six. Make my call-in or text-in official ref name the OU Optimist. Well, which side are you on then, OU Optimist? Because it sounds as if that's pretty pessimistic, to be honest with you. If you're honestly the OU Optimist, hmm, I don't necessarily know how optimistic that is. Um, uh, O-P-T-I-M... I-S-T. All right, you're officially in as OU Optimist I, on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I'm in for it. I think the optimist being wildly negative, I'm here for it. I think it's terrific. Um, yeah. Hey, Patrick, I appreciate you sending me that on Malachi Coleman. I don't think Oklahoma's going to be in the mix on him. Uh, the 405, the playoff now means OU can host Texas or vice versa. I can't imagine how amazing that'll be. True. Very true. So I, I would just I would say that more than anything else, you're looking at a situation with a 12-team playoff that Texas would have already made a playoff. In fact, where was that list? I just saw it. All right, here you go. Here's the team from the Big 12, if the 12-team playoff was in place since the start of the, of the, I guess I should say, the rejuvenation of the playoff. Out of fun, though, you would have had a Mountain West, Mac, and Sunbelt team make it. Western Michigan would have made the playoffs. The Mac would have won you. I don't know which one, but there you go. Um, Oklahoma would have made it six times, TCU twice, Baylor three times, Kansas State, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State all would have made an appearance. I can only assume OSU's would have been last year, right, Josh? Yeah, I, I would think so. So this is dating back to, what, 14? Yes, correct. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, by the way, is, let's see, as far as teams that would have the most appearances, Oklahoma was third. Ohio State would have had eight appearances, Alabama seven, Oklahoma six, with Georgia at five. So those would be your... A Penn State, it's kind of wild to think about just the difference in perception of programs, right? Penn State is viewed as an underachiever, can never win the big game, and can never get over the edge. In a 12-team playoff that would have been in place for, when, when did the playoffs? 14? So for like eight years, Penn State would have made the playoffs um, half the games, half the seasons. That's unbelievable, isn't it? That's wild. A um, couple more Air Comfort Solutions decks. 70 days and six hours until first pitch. Bro, you're counting down much more than I am till I completely and totally have zero free time. But I'm pumped for it. Basically, OU months. needs <laughs> OU needs in-state kids like T's. It means more to them, and that is the culture VB preaches. It's a great fight, right? It's a constant fight. 
between people. Um, I'm a big fan of Oklahoma area guys or Oklahoma guys getting those opportunities. And I know there's a handful of dudes in not just this upcoming class, but transfers who are some Oklahoma guys that went elsewhere that might be looking at an opportunity to come back if it's there. So, you know, I don't, I don't really truly know, Josh, if we're looking at a situation that – I let, let me rephrase that. I absolutely truly know that we're looking at a situation that Oklahoma is going to be recruited much more f- fervently, favorably, fervently, much harder than it has been maybe over the last five or six years. Those Oklahoma guys are going to get – every opportunity to prove to Brent Venables that they deserve to play at the University of Oklahoma. And they're going to get every opportunity that if there's something they see when everyone gives up on the recruiting side of things after your junior season, where they go back and they take another look. They go back and they take one more look at that guy. Hey, you know, we haven't offered give – me, give me a random – Josh Helmer, you know, who has some offers from – Memphis, and he's got a Tulsa offer, and he's got um, – but I mean, go back and watch his tape again. Give it one more look. Let's make sure that we're not missing anything with Josh Helmer before we continue ahead on this path, right? It's just – I think that's going to be the mindset. I think that's going to be the mindset going forward. Uh, they're going to give Oklahoma guys every opportunity to you – know, and make sure they don't miss on it to be here a uh, guy from Geyer I don't see the point in eliminating divisions or the championship game and the new 12 team that seems counterproductive Michigan and Ohio State are in no matter what if Purdue won the Big Ten gets a third team in and without divisions you end up with unbalanced scheduling especially in these larger conferences fair point guy everyone seems to disagree college football wants bangers man did you see the ratings from the Ohio State Michigan game we're not in a uh, we're trying to make it appear. Okay, this is my take, Josh. You tell me if you buy it or sell it, all right? Here we okay. We, we want to make it appear that the 12-team playoff is about inclusion and that, that it's about opening the door for everybody else. Bro, it's about getting the best matchups. It's about getting the big-time names playing each other and more of it. And TV networks, after seeing Ohio State and Michigan, you think they want to do the, the fair thing? and have a Michigan-Purdue matchup? Hell no. They want Ohio State-Michigan round two in that Big Ten championship game. And by God, if they can get in the quarterfinal of a playoffs, they're going to try to do that too. It's about TV ratings. And in the process, it solves a, a couple of problems, right? It solves the group of five issue. That's done. That's uh, a thing of the past. But, yes, ultimately this is driven by the almighty dollar. It's driven by... More inventory is more cash. Bingo. All right, quick break. When we come back, let's quickly peruse the top five stories of the day. It's been a big day for breaking news. We learned as the show hit the air that Jalen Redman has accepted a bid to the Reese's Senior Bowl, or an invitation, I should say, which means, which means that he's not coming back. He'll join a Senior Bowl invitee list that includes Eric Gray and Wanya Morris. Joshua Eaton into the transfer portal. Jordan Mukes into the transfer portal. Theo Weiss into the transfer portal. And of course, in the biggest news of the day, the college football playoffs officially 
officially expanding to 12 teams starting in 2024. This is the Plank Show. <laughs> someone, Clearwater Sooner just hit me up, said, could someone please tell KOTV in Tulsa there's 130 other teams they could use a picture of on their homepage to announce playoff expansion, but yet they feature USC. Oh, <laughs> uh, for the 405, call me old school, but in my opinion, there are only five blue bloods in college football. Notre Dame, Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and USC. Maybe Michigan. How does How big does Oklahoma play up being a blue blood because if I was in their marketing department or recruiting, I would say not everybody can be a blue blood. Cranky old man. Um, I hear what you're saying, but you better make sure that you're keeping up with the Georgias and the Michigans too. So, sure, they're a blue blood. But why, by your mechanism why would you not i mean is is nebraska considered a blue blood wouldn't notre well you got notre dame in there i mean i i don't know this goes back to whenever oklahoma played george in the playoffs and we spent a week fighting whether or not georgia was a blue blood can i be honest i don't care what you consider them win football games oh they're a blue blood we went six and six history doth not mean anything when you're 500 Go back and ask the fans who fought through the 90s. And cranky old man, I think you would know that. Um, I wonder who will be the first playoff upset in the future. People still talk about Boise State to this day. Um, Hopefully Alabama. Yeah, exactly. That's what everybody exactly. wants, right? I mean, isn't that the dream is top-seeded Alabama gets stunned by Boise State or you name it? I, that's a good question. Yeah, that would be great. Probably be OU though, knowing the way that. Probably be yeah, knowing our luck. <laughs> knowing, knowing the history around here. Uh, Jim Jim in Arlington writes: Any chance Turk and Grace have a softball stadium wedding? Jim in Arlington. Well, with with my man Turk's propensity to have the video camera out uh, slash phone at any moment at any time, it wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me at all. Boy, we still want to fight about things from last week, too. The missed fake field goal was the turning point in last Saturday's football game. Oh, okay. Is that is that what we're going to fight over here? Is that going to be – is that where we're going on the brawl on this front? Um, Quick look at the top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino. A lot of good stuff in the Air Comfort Solutions text line that we'll get to coming up a little bit later on. Is is it still something, in your opinion, worth getting mad over from last week? I mean, come on, man. We got to move on. I, it's time to move forward. I would say this about it. The And I get it. You're 6-5. and five, Tech's 6-5. and five. There's no Big 12 stakes at play here outside of every game you're trying to win, right? You, you want to end the season on a high note. It did reek a little bit to me, though, of Oklahoma just kind of I don't know, basically saying, whatever, we're going to gamble today. And is that – can we over-evaluate that, or do we just say, like you're saying, Plank, 
let's just move on. It was a right. in large part a game that didn't determine didn't determine a, a bunch for Oklahoma, right? Obviously you wanted to win it and seven and five is better than six and six and it guarantees a winning season and all of that. Or is it symptomatic of maybe some larger problems going forward? And I I think that's a reasonable question to ask. And I think I the, think so too. The answer yeah, was... is unknown at this stage. <sighs> I don't I just to me if 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 the mindset is still I can't believe we faked that field goal. I can't believe they threw that pass to Dylan Gabriel. I mean, I mean in my mind is like this would you have felt better if they didn't do that and still lost the game? Probably not. They lost the game. I I mean there is a point there's a part of me guys at every single second of this day to this day I'm I'm just blown away that there isn't more outrage over that field goal. Right, but every single time I bring it up, what am I told? I'm told what I'm telling you. I'm told what every single other person seems to tell me. Oh, I've done my six and six. Who cares? Field goal was good or not? Kicking more to the left. <laughs> okay, I don't know. To this I just I think day. I I, I kind of think that accuracy on that front is kind of important. But I'm just telling you the same thing that I've been told whenever I vent my frustrations. All right, so kind of in a little mini version of the top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Yes, the college football playoffs have expanded to 12 teams starting in 2024. Here is here is what we know. The first round of the playoffs in 24 will take place the week ending Saturday, December 21st at either the home of the higher-seeded team or another site designated by the higher-seeded institution. So, in other words, the top four teams get a bye, but five, six, seven, and eight all get home playoff games. Now, those specific day game dates, excuse me, Late in the week will not be announced for a while, obviously, but they're going to be done by the 21st. We know that the four quarterfinal games and the two playoff semifinal games will be played in bowls on a rotating basis for 24 and 25, but again, going forward, maybe that changes to where you can get at least the quarterfinals on home sites. The belief is that that second round, the I start using second and first, it gets very confusing. The opening round on home turf, that second round at bowl sites, quarterfinals, that that's going to be played on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, which means looking ahead at 24, you would have playoff games on a Tuesday and Wednesday, which is hilarious. Uh, so I don't know if they'll adjust to that schedule or not, but that's the way it would look now. And then you would have a championship game that would be played on January 20th in 2025, January 19th in 2026. Josh, I ask you the biggest question of the day, that since this news broke an hour or two, we've been on it nonstop for an hour and 47 minutes, but I don't feel like either A, we've truly speculated on it, or B, really answered it. Does in any way, does this accelerate, does this accelerate, accelerate Oklahoma's move to the SEC? I think you have to think that it could uh, celebrate a lot of things for Oklahoma. No, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're related. Uh, obviously, there's there's going to be a little bit more cash involved for all parties, right? The the SEC, you would have to think, 
sending more teams to the college football playoff now in 2024. Does that factor in? Does the SEC want to help expedite Oklahoma and Texas getting out? ESPN, do they want to help expedite Oklahoma and Texas getting out? And if so, then, yeah, maybe this does all of this happening. Uh, I I guess if you're asking me that question, I would lean to more it helps than it hurts or is indifferent to. I think that probably if you ask me to pick one of those three, I would lean toward it more likely expedites it than it's indifferent to it or doesn't help at all. It obviously helps. Right. I'm, I'm fascinated in trying to figure out what everyone knew this was coming, but I wonder if it changes anything in the eyes of those in power in both the Big 12 and the SEC because Oklahoma, if, if I'm understanding this timetable correctly, of the schools that are changing conferences, Oklahoma and Texas then would be the only two teams that are still playing in their, you know, non-next conference in the 2024 season. Because the Big Ten would already have USC and UCLA. You're the second season on a 14-team Big 12, right? I mean, I guess, I guess for me, Josh, the frustration there or the confusion there would come in, wait, what are we doing? They're the only two teams that are still waiting out their chance to go to a new conference. That, at least my understanding. Now, like I said, my timetable could be a little bit off with what the Big Ten's going to do, but yeah, I, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, it is, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if this affects it in any way, shape, or form. And yes, to the texter from the eight five zero, we've spent a lot of time today talking about Anton Harris and Wanye Morris. Moving on, Harrison straight to the draft, Wanye Morris to the Senior Bowl. He'll participate in the Senior Bowl festivities in Mobile along with Eric Gray and Jalen Redmond. I would expect I would expect at least one, maybe two more Sooners to be headed to the Senior Bowl. And one of those will be Braden Willis. We'll, I don't want to mention the second one, just in case it doesn't happen. But re- really, really cool opportunity for those guys in the next step in their career. And now for Oklahoma, Tyler Guyton got a year at right tackle. Does he stay there? Or is there a combination of the Jakes that take over? You're looking at a situation where you've got to replace now both of your tackles heading into 2023. It's the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Thanks to Cavens for our Thursday. In fact, it's a Cavens day here on The Ref. Steel Man is coming up next. Fire Disaster Response, Cavens Construction Group. They've got you covered, 405-573-3048 and 918-282-7612. By the way, our Tulsa Day has been confirmed. And if I'm understanding this email correctly, that's next Friday? It's next Friday, December 9th? It is? Tulsa, coming home next Friday. And looky here, Josh. Going to be at Tally's Good Food Cafe, which, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's where Toby was. So they got Toby out on 61st and Neighborhood Jam. I'm going to be fairly close to the alma mater at uh, 11th and Yale for for Tally's. Parker is going to be at Waldo's Chicken and Beer. Never been there. Here it's awesome. And Tyler is, is going to be at Buffalo Wild Wings off 41st, I-44 and 41st Street. Uh, you know what I might do? 
I might see if DK wants to come out. See if Don King. We'll have some J.B. Haney memories on the on the show next Friday. J.B. having his memorial service tomorrow. Uh, missed that guy already. What an incredible person he was. Uh, passed away this last week. So maybe see if DK can come out. Maybe. You think by next Friday Tulsa has a new head football coach, Josh? Maybe. If they do, see if he wants to come by and join us. Oh, that'd be awesome. We're just putting together a Friday in T-Town next week, but I don't think they'll. I mean, we'll see. If they have a coach hired by then, heck yeah, I'm all in. Let's I go. mean, you're basically royalty, so they'll they'll do anything for you. No, 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 no. Listen, you don't understand how much Don Tomkowski can't stand me. <laughs> so uh, royalty may be in my own eyes. But officially, uh, a week from today, we'll be out at Tally, so come have a late breakfast, early lunch with us with a plank show on the road. Um, all right, so breaking news of the day. A lot, lot of stuff going on. Steel Man and Thune all over it coming up next. 14 playoff expanding to 12. It's official, not next season, but the following season. And Anton Harrison on his way to the NFL. Well, Senior Bowl invites are accepted for Jalen Redmond, Wanye Morris, and Eric Gray. Joshua Eaton, Theo Wees, and Jordan Mukes in the transfer portal. That's a show. We'll see you back here tomorrow on The Ref. Steel Man, live here at Cavens, is next.